now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Uh, hugely popular back in 1999 oh, 98 when it yeah. when uh when dawson's creek premiered uh so, so, yeah, so everything everything from uh from 1999 this morning on oh. kiss fm big news i have some important news for you interesting news it's blake and darren's spilling the tea with sandy k-man's top news headlines of the day from cmr good morning sandy buenos what? dias happy What's friday how you Friday. doing? It's uh, how you I doing? It's Friday, but here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know exactly. This, this week was kind of throwing us all off. I feel like. Yeah, it was kind of nuts. Did you get everything cleaned up yesterday around your house? Um, we're still working on things a little bit. Yeah. So I was kind of busy, um, out and about on the road, trying to see what was going on in the community. And what did you find? So uh, lots of downed trees mm-hmm. for sure. 
And um, some trees landed in people's homes, like on the oh, rooftop. Wow. Did you guys see any of those? No, I didn't see that. I oh saw a couple God. of cars with trees on yeah. cars. Yeah. That, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm going to try to yeah. bring up a photo here. Yeah, I took that down. Yeah. yeah, they got that down pretty early in the morning. I got when I was done with the with work, they had basically had it chopped up there. I think they were like, yeah, let's get this off the power lines. Yeah. Yeah. Support CUC. They're actually coming in the show this morning. Okay. Um, you know, they still, hard. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I, mean, I know I people, you know, for... everybody wants the power on and yeah, there's still some mm -hmm. people without power this morning, right? Yes. Mm, that's so brutal. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about some of those cases, but um yeah, in the meantime, you know, we're gonna just kind of figure out what's going on and I'm sure it's just because the damage in those areas is far more than people uh understand. Well, it has to and, be something like a something more destroyed that they need to replace more than just flipping power yes. back on, making sure it's safe. Yeah, for sure, exactly. And of course, safety is always the first concern, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't really want to get electrocuted. Yeah, no, no, that's for sure. So yes, we're we're still going to be talking about um, you know the storm. Uh, we had a really interesting interview yesterday with the regiment, and um, you know that was. Uh, very, very interesting. We learned a lot, in fact, about their role. Um, the Botanic uh, Gardens is in desperate need of volunteers yeah, and that. people to come out and assist them because they have been devastated, actually, by the storm. I saw pictures oh, really? yesterday and I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's bad. So we're going to head out there today mm -hmm. to try to see, um, you know, if we can highlight that for people to, to see just how bad the help is needed. Yeah, That's and nice. I keep seeing stuff from the backyard farmer. He's they're mm. trying to get help over there. Yes. So um yeah, it's a it's a lot, you know. It's it's a lot of people are still questioning if this was just a tropical storm because they're like, there's no way this is packing this kind of wind and moved. No. Um it was, it was definitely did. a cat one when it went, went uh, I, I'm saying it was a cat one when it went over us because the, the bulletin came out at 7 a.m. Yeah. It was a tropical storm with sustained winds at 65. When we yeah. got the bulletin at uh, 10 a.m., it was a Cat One, and it had already gone by us. Yeah, you know what I mean. So during yeah, that it, was time, it was definitely. Um, we spoke it, to it, Mr. John yeah. Tibbetts yesterday, and he said, "Yeah, it was definitely in the high end mm -hmm. um, of a tropical storm transitioning." So why, why can we not get uh, correct wind speeds? Uh, does anybody, does nobody have a uh, the you know, airport doesn't have something you would some think? sort of a uh, you know a yeah. weather station that can track wind speeds and we can determine whether or not it was a hurricane or not. Yeah, were the wind seventy four or yeah. not? Were Shouldn't they, that be something we have? Don't we have that at the airport? Um, you know what, Blake? Apparently, what we have isn't working. It hasn't oh, been okay. working for the past three oh. weeks. So, um, there's there's that. <laughs> um, we we heard about this um a couple weeks ago. But the weather, um, I forget what the, the weather radar has been broken for about three or four weeks. Yeah, I've noticed and that. That wasn't working. But what, what about, the? you know, they just put up a new antenna at the uh, at the airport or just off the, right by Jose's um, Rubis there, where they cleared mm -hmm. out all that land across from, uh, you know, Jose's Rubis. Yeah. And they put up this new we, antenna at, at the weather station. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. we just have not heard they didn't um you know i had a private citizen <laughs> no power no, no um, power <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of course yeah. yeah 
Uh, All right. Well, well, we have a weather station, but it's, yeah. you know, it was a power outage. So, so I mean, you ho- hopefully, yeah. you know, we can get that sorted out. Private citizens were saying that, um, you know, there were indications of it going up to about 84 miles per hour from their instruments, but obviously they're not the official, yeah. you know, weather source. So. Hey, an instrument's an instrument. It, yeah. Well, it's and where, the official weather source yeah. apparently was not working. But how it hit us as well. Like, it depends on where yeah. it was at. Like, we got. It was the northeastern right. wall yeah, that was got, over us. Exactly. That's the brunt. That's the that's the bad part. The most powerful part of the storm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I put in my Amazon weather card yesterday? Did you get charger thingy? Uh, a weather station. And also. Oh, a weather station. Yeah. I'm, the Rogers house is going to have a weather station now moving okay. forward. Oh, wow. Right. Will be, just- I will be the official source. Uh, of uh, weather for the Cayman Islands. <laughs> you can buy those instruments on Amazon? Because it's Cayman's most accurate forecast right here. I'm oh, my you. gosh. That's funny. <laughs> okay, but what else did you get? The little power thingy? I got the power charger so thing. What, you know what, what thing's is a $1,000? It? It's called a Judy. A Judy? Okay. And yeah. what do you do? Is it's that with a J? It's a 1,000 watts. Yeah, yeah J-U-D-Y. Okay. And it, it's it, it's made by um, survivalists. And uh, and it's got three regular plugs. Okay. It can it can uh, it can uh, have a lamp on for like twenty seven hours. So what do you charge it? And it's got three USB ports. Yeah, you charge it, or it has solar panels that you can charge oh, it with. Perfect. Uh, What's it called? A Judy what? Because when I put that in, I'm getting books called Judy <laughs> on Amazon. Ju- Judy Power Station. Type Judy that in Power in your Amazon. In your Aha. Amazon. Ah, you see it? It's orange. Um. Yes, a thousand watts. Yep, I got thousand you. Thousand watts. That's it. That's what I'm gonna get. Wow, it's oh, like a thousand bucks for real. A thousand bucks, but so it's a dollar per watt. That's it. But it lasts for you know, it can last for for hours and hours, and you can charge it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that a that sneeze, sneeze or a dog? <laughs> that was a sneeze. <laughs> Bless you, Sandy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God, that was. Uh, we I should thought, put that I on our. That was a Shih Tzu. We should put that on our new game. Uh, name that noise. What's yeah. that? <laughs> oh, did we record that? that? A, Come on. We is got that a Shih Tzu oh, or is that Sandy Hill sneeze? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, you can. Oh, either, I'm looking can, at some other ones. You know, they've got competition. Yeah, they got the one called the Jack Jackery or yeah. So I'm looking at that one. That one looks kind of and it was CMR to Amazon shop. <laughs> well, hey, the last thing hey. I needed this morning, but hey, hey, what? But what is going on out there? Any top headlines besides the hurricane stuff? Um, you know, we have a feel good story for Feel Good Friday. You okay. guys are gonna love this story. Um, it's just the combination of like how weird the universe can be at times. Mm-hmm. But you guys remember the whole thing with Vela and the fence and the gate. Yeah. And the gate was like locked shut. They couldn't get in or out. They took, um, took a plane over there to get. Yeah, out. but listen, it wasn't even the property managers who did that. It was the former, like the developers who have since handed o- the property over to the owners who've hired BCQS. It wasn't BCQS who said, oh, let's get a crane in there. The property managers felt bad for people who, you know, <laughs> some of their own people are still there locked in. And so they brought a crane all the way from West Bay to remove these 3,000 pound doors or uh, gates. So it was just crazy. Your Jeep's going to take that off. Like, and BCQS is blaming the security company for um, bad advice, is what they're saying. But anyway, that's a side story. Everyone knows it's electric. Keep it open. It's electric. (laughs) So um, we had someone contact us about that. And she's like, you know, I'm here living with a family member during a storm, an elderly family member. And this was just ridiculous how BCQS handled this. And uh, so we were kind of conversing about that. And so the best of my knowledge is the first time she's ever contacted me in WhatsApp. And then 
the day of the storm, we had received a message that this little dog had gone missing, this family dog. And it was like a really sad story. And the daughter was like upset that her family dog had gone missing and they were just losing hope. And we couldn't get the story up because of just, you know, decreased communication until yesterday. And lo and behold, the same woman who was messaging us about the gate situation at Vela turns up with the, she's like, I found this dog. And I'm like, what, what dog? Yeah, she's like the dog that went missing. And the I dog couldn't get out of the gate. To be- the dog was stuck in the gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they, they didn't live there, but I don't oh. know how this dog ended up there. I don't there, even but think they were crazy. close to that. Yeah. She found the dog. And I mean, the mm-hmm. owners That's were so thing. unbelievably grateful. They were just like, oh my gosh, CMR just, you know, save the day. You have no idea. Our daughter's so happy. But it was just so bizarre that this lady, who we've never heard from before, contacts us unrelated to the dog, but just, you know, having this this side conversation about the gate. And then she ends up being the person who finds it all. Wow. Wow. It's just weird. That's cool. That's a good story, Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. All right. I'm going to throw this out. So Sandy, you can maybe help our listeners because you're a parent and there's a survey Mm -hmm. that says, if you're a parent, you enjoy this beverage more on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Oh Lord. (laughs) Not alcoholic. Just take a guess. (sighs) beverage more yeah because we're trying to give out a price i said wine that was not it wine um i mean i enjoy a pepsi but that probably has nothing to do with it's not pepsi Pepsi drinker i like pepsi too i like both pepsi or coke i try not to be but boy it's addictive wild cherry pepsi is actually the best Mm. oh my gosh i like i I don't drink that one just just a regular soda yeah i like regular pepsi too i like a regular red ambulance little little regular coke yep all right, cool. Well, that's not no, it. So, it's no. not it. Um, is there any of the little juice packs that kids have? You only get one answer. It's not that, but no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if you think you know the answer to that, you can dial us up, 943-1061. All right. Sharon says coffee. Some of my viewers are weighing in. Uh, Cynthia says water. Um, nope. hmm. Also, Sandy, today is Old School Fridays yes. on Blake and Home. And it's we're going back tea, to your, Not tea. We're going back to the year 1999. I thought we'd play you. Uh, did you come up with a song? Um, I do have uh, a selection. Is it this one? Hi, my name is my name is my name is Sandy Hill. My name is your new theme song. CMR. Uh, no, that's not it. Yeah, but that's that? a pretty good one. You like that? That should be your um, new. Yeah, there you go. Alana's guessing coffee. So, not no, coffee. we got coffee, water, and tea. Hmm. Uh, not it. Nope. nope three nope. staples wow. though. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So, what's your what's your song? Um, I was gonna go with I think TLC. Unpretty. Oh, that's a good one. Ah, good. Yeah, I like that one. That's from 1999. Yeah, we're going back to the year 99. Wasn't this all after Lisa Lopez? Mm-hmm. Left Eye Died in the Car Wreck? That's a good one. Or was, or was this before or after she died? I, I don't know. Before. I think it's before. I don't remember, because I feel like... Nope, never mind, 2002. Yeah. Yeah. There was something before. that they put out afterwards or something, but yeah. So when Nita says lemon juice... Nope. Hmm. No. It's called this lemonade. It's a tough one this morning, guys. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Aaron are, are is something uh, else. She just found a tough question. I know, right? I, we're talking about so many things here, but are you doing uh, doing a lemonade day stand tomorrow? Um, probably not. No. There's, no, there's like I, I saw that coming up on the calendar. Around. I thought that was a great um, 
Yeah. So for your listeners or your viewers, if you uh, tomorrow is is actually lemonade day, so it's mm -hmm. island wide between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. And there, there'll be about 40 lemonade stands. So if you see one kind of set up, wow. um, they're, they're raising money for Meals on Wheels. So they're all wow. done by kids. Pretty and cool. obviously their parents hopefully will be there. But um, <laughs> but yeah, go out and support if you see one of the, the uh, lemonade stands mm -hmm. island-wide tomorrow. All right? By the way, Jamaica goes down into seven days worth of lockdown. Oh, wow. It's that bad. Yeah. Can't get it under control. Nobody wants to listen to the, the premiere over there. So he's like, we're gonna lock the whole thing down. That's gonna that be crazy. that's gonna be wild over there. Yeah. Because people yeah. don't, I mean, even if you say we're locking you down, like people still won't listen, you know. And we've got that's a couple crazy. of just as an aside, we actually have a couple of Caymanians who are stranded their students. Oh, wow. mm. So yeah, this is the world that we live in. Have a great Friday. Thank and you, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday morning. All awesome. Right? Have a good Hi. weekend. You too. All right, folks. It is Friday, as hard as that is to believe. It's here. Yeah. So um, yesterday was pretty interesting. We spent a lot of the day just out and about. Um, seeing what was happening on the island. Getting a feel for everything that was going on and uh any surprises well a little bit definitely i must say that the the roof with the um the palm tree i saw i'd seen a picture of it and then when i saw it i was just like whoa that's crazy so um I'm going to show you guys the recovery message from the premiere as well. Let me just see where I've managed to save this. Um, so the government was pretty busy all day yesterday, just um, meeting and we have some photos and stuff and um, you know, they're trying to get it together because obviously the people need help. So let's watch the message from the premiere on this. And then I'm going to tell you an interesting thing. I saw a photo and I thought to myself, hmm, this looks interesting. Hmm. And I'll tell you why in a second. So here we go. Good afternoon. I'm happy to be able to speak with you today about our combined efforts to clean up our islands following Grace's impact upon us. This morning, I and the members of the PAC government met with members of the opposition to work out the way forward in cleaning up the debris left by the storm in phase one of our actions and working towards phase two in which we will assess and offer repairs to damaged homes. Despite the damages from Grace, we are certainly graced in the fact that we've had no loss of life. She left us a mess, but messes can certainly be cleaned up. If possible, to save plant life, I would urge you to do so. I know of many mango, pear, and neem trees that look like a total loss after Hurricane Ivan, but were pruned and re-established that became lush and bore much fruit. It is much easier to build upon that which we have than to start from scratch. And so we ask each home and business owner to do their part in helping us clean up our islands. 
If you have waste vegetation, we are asking that you take the remnants of downed trees, vegetation and green waste to the following areas. The area across the dock at Old Man Bay in North Side, uh, the East End Civic Centre, the Crown property on Anton Bodden Road near Lookout Gardens, the NRA stockpile site on Poindexter Road near Prospect Primary School, um, the West Bay Stadium, the Georgetown Landfill, and the landfills on Little Cayman and Cayman Brack. If you cannot make it to a drop site, please put the vegetation at the side of the road of your home, being careful not to block the road. And the Department of Environmental Health crews will be mobilized to collect the refuse next week. There is a debris management team in place that can help you with your green waste. Please call the Department of Environmental Health at 949-6696 or 925-6593 or email them at dehcustomerservice at gov.ky. I again take this opportunity to thank everyone who has worked so hard many through the night to get us back up and running. And thank you very much to the team of CUC for getting power to most of us so quickly. The majority of customers across Grand Cayman now have their power restored and all power line feeders are back on. There are still about 3,300 customers, which is around 10% of CUC's customer base, without pe uh, power in various pockets on Grand Cayman. And they're assured by CUC of being hooked back up by 8 p.m. tonight. As we go through recovery from the storm, I ask that you continue to check on your neighbors and work in a collaborative fashion, just as your elected members are doing. We cannot fix the issues left to us by grace without working together. I thank God that lives were spared and that we're able to face a new day in the spirit of love and brotherhood. May God continue to bless us and our beloved Cayman Islands. Oops, sorry, forgot to unmute myself. My apologies. <laughs> I was just saying that that was quite a positive message from the Premier as he is and his team is working to uh, put the, the islands back in good stead. Um, you know, there's a lot of work to be done, a lot of cleanup efforts. So in case you missed it yesterday, we were out and about uh, driving around with him later on in the afternoon as he checked out his constituency there in Newlands and got a real first and um, insight into what his specific um, constituents are having to deal with. Lots of downed trees. And uh, we had quite a, quite a good drive out as these things, you know, as good as you can get since you're talking about a storm situation, obviously. Um, 
One of the things that struck me is the premier is really, really keen for people to do everything that they can to save their fruit trees. And I thought that was fantastic. Any indigenous tree, he's like, listen, there will be a way for us to um, try to save it, you know, um, and we will do everything that we can. So he was telling people today, he's going to be out and about. He's getting a team together of individuals who will be out with the chainsaws and helping people take down trees that need to be taken down. And that any tree that they think that they can save, they will be working diligently to try to um, save those trees. So they're going to do a lot of work uh, today, I suspect, in Newlands and the surrounding area, Newlands, Savannah. Um, and, you know, the government met yesterday along with the opposition. They've been going through some plans in terms of, you know, how they can help people financially and in other ways. So quite interestingly enough, though, I'm going to show you guys something here. And then I want you to tell me, this is our own trivia question. Uh, what is missing in a particular photo? So give me one second here. And then I'm going to show you guys what this is. So good morning to Maria. Buenos dias, Alba. Karen is here. Alice, yes, my apologies. <laughs> the mic was off for a second there. Um, yeah, they're mostly, I think, East End and some areas of Prospect. But listen, CUC is going to be joining us um, this morning, and we'll get a better idea of exactly where we are with the power situation. So good morning to Ms. Judy. Ms. Rudy is here. Um, Juanita, who, who are you referring to? Oh, Miss Vernita said, my MP from Windsor Park, she passed me standing in the parking lot, getting some help from my neighbor. And, you know, I walk with a stick or use my wheelchair and she didn't even wave. Well, y'all put Barbara back in. <laughs> I mean, I do think you probably would have at least gotten a wave from, um, if nothing else. You would have gotten away from uh, from Alric, but anyway, there you go, folks. You, you get what the majority choose, and uh, we all have to live with it. So look at this picture here, folks. This was a house that has um, a palm tree, and we saw a lot of uprooted palm trees in particular, but mango trees, all sorts of fruit trees have been... Um, victims of grace and they were just uprooted. I mean, completely from the root. Now look at this one, right? What is so crazy about this is unfortunately it followed right in the house. Now, I don't know how much this palm tree weighs, but I'm guessing what's the weight of a palm tree. You think probably a good couple, um, hundred pounds at least. And that landed right on the rooftop cracked the roof, cracked the little, um, uh, what do you call it, the awning, I guess, around the frame of the roof. Wow. So I think it's one of those situations where they have to be so careful how they decide to take the roof, the tree down, because it probably removing it could probably cause kind of more damage. But that roof isn't designed to sustain a tree on top of it. So I'm thinking they probably need to move that pretty quickly. 
but that looks pretty crazy, right? Um, so yeah, that's the situation. Um, wow. Mm -mm -mm. That, that one took me for, that one threw me for a loop. Now look at this picture and tell me what you see here. That is, I didn't really want to say out of, uh, I don't want to say out of the ordinary because it has become quite ordinary in fact, but tell me what you see wrong with this picture. Omeria, good morning to you. Five of her mango trees down and had the back in my yard by 10.30 a.m. Got them all back up. Oh, wonderful. Yes, that's the thing. Like I said, I was really pleased um, to hear the premier say, let's try to save these trees. These trees are extremely important. So this is members of the government and the opposition meeting on Thursday morning <clears throat> to discuss the cleanup efforts uh, following Hurricane Grace. Um, each member left the meeting, headed to their respective districts to begin the cleanup in two phases. Phase one includes cleaning, uh, clearing down vegetation immediately to clear yards, parks, and roadways and provide immediate roof protection. And then phase two will be when members oversee inspections of and possible repairs to homes. So clearing out the debris is essentially um, the first step. Very, very important. Yeah, Louis, um, that tree, uh, I think they have to be very, very careful with. Um, Trisha shares that she still doesn't have any power in West Bay. One side of the apartment complex has and mine doesn't. So we're going to find out why potentially that could be when um, Sasha Tibbetts joins us this morning from CUC. So good morning, Mr. Tommy, joining us from the Bahamas. Um, yes, living in Freeport. So look at this photo. Has anybody figured out what's going on in this photo? Mm -hmm. um, Alice makes a very interesting point. You know, this has made me consider my, my um, desire to um, possibly um, I desire to possibly, um, you know, buy a deep freeze. We all think, oh, these are great, buying in bulk and all this sort of stuff. But it's not, it's not without its drawbacks. I think the obvious drawback is that, um, you know, you will have a large amount of food that could potentially be going to waste. So now I'm thinking, hmm. Maybe it's better not to buy in bulk. Maybe it's just better to um, purchase stuff every week and you eat what you purchase in real time and don't store up too much food because then you have a lot of wastage. So that's kind of where my mind is now that I see people talking about how much food that they have lost because of um, this, uh, because of, of the storm really. I mean, I still have to go through my freezer. I think a lot of my stuff in my freezer needs to be thrown out, but child, hardly using the freezer these days. So it's kind of like, eh, let it sit there for another week so I can get around to it. 
Um, so anybody knows just what's missing here? Irvin says no opposition present. No, Barbara's there. Um, Joey's at the head of table, actually. Look at him. For uh, that's quite funny. Um, we have uh, Mr. McTaggart. But there are some people missing. Notably, notably, thank you, Judy. Alden, he might no longer be the leader, but he's not there at all. Are you kidding me? Where in the world is Alden McLaughlin? Now, you know, since the previous premiere did not get in the last time, we have been talking about this obvious, I mean, really obvious, um, MIA on his part. He has just been uh, missing in action. Where is he? Um, is it because no one um, no one uh, in his constituency endured any damage? Everybody in Prospect is perfectly fine. Is that why that particular member isn't there? This isn't a meeting about just, you know, whatever. This is all of the MPs, the government and the opposition meeting together to try to figure out what their plan of action is. Right? So, um, I'm, I'm concerned here that the people of Prospect are really getting little to no representation. I mean, it was bad enough when he was government leader of, of the or premier, but now he just doesn't bother to show up. The first sittings of the legislative assembly, he didn't show up. Then by the second or third meeting, when we were kind of calling him out, he showed up in time for lunch. Y'all feel me? Uh, Judy says it might be for the best as Mr. Roy is different when he's not there. What? So his constituents will not have a representative at the table or showing up to the LA because Roy McTaggart may not have a backbone when Alden is there. You've got to be kidding me, Judy. <laughs> that doesn't make any logical sense. Anyway, let's pause this part of the discussion. Uh, because, yeah, there, there's more to this. We need to understand. It's like, where in the world is, what's her name? Um, Carmen San Diego. This is legit becoming a case of where in the world is Alden McLaughlin. He still has a consistency of thousands of people that he should be representing. And as the former leader of the former premier, I would have thought that he would be way more hands-on with them in terms of recovery. Like there are people in prospect folks who are still without power, 
there's down trees, there's house damage. You know, where is their representative? I certainly didn't hear of him going door to door and talking to anybody. So not only is he missing at the table, um, he's also missing in real life. So Alice suggests that we could go and check out South Coast Bar to see if we could uh, locate him there. I don't know. Mm -mm. Judy, how are they going to get the help if they don't even have representation? I'm sorry, Red Bay. My apologies. I keep saying prospect, but he's actually the MP for um, Red Bay and Sabrina is the MP for um, prospect. My apologies. Um, someone else said John John is also missing. And they said off topic, I heard that the airport security company might be up for sale. Stick a pin in that discussion, folks. I've got some very, very interesting things to tell you about his company. There is a lawsuit. Um, that someone has won a judgment for non-payment of salaries and so on. We'll get to that. We haven't quite put up that story yet. But you know what? We're still in grace recovery mode. We've got Sasha Tibbetts here with us. Sasha is extremely busy, so not, let's not make him wait another minute. Uh, good morning, Sasha. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Sandra. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear okay. you perfectly. All right. I see you've got that fan running again. That's good advice. I've been trying to do that <laughs> since we last spoke. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wow, things have changed uh, since you and I spoke last time. Yes, <laughs> but it's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that, that's the utility business. That's always a different thing the next day. Yeah, I guess it's life here in the tropics as well. Yep, very so, much. Obviously, we took a licking um, mm -hmm. from Tropical Storm Grace. Although most people think that this must have been at least a level one hurricane at some point when it was passing us. The winds were really kicking up. Um, we've seen down trees all over the place, down lines. Now I want to ask you first and foremost, Sasha, I know a lot of people are really, really anxious to find out what's going on in their specific areas. So we'll talk about that here in a second. Sure. But when I see a down wire, one of those black wires, I always assume that that's a power cable, but I think probably most times it isn't. Yeah. So that the, most of the, we do have some power cables that, that have the black insulation coating on them. Those are typically the service wires. Um, but the vast majority of the insulated ones are telecoms. Um, that, that being said, I think the, the correct thing to do in both instances is don't touch it. Right. Um, because even, even the telecom, um, at least the, the old copper telecoms, uh, they can be energized. Um, the fiber, not so much, but, um, it, it's, it's not worth taking the risk. Um, just yes. don't do it. The, the consequences can be very catastrophic for, for somebody to do that. Even though the chances are remote, it's it's really just don't <laughs> call, call us, call nine one one. If it's if it's in a precarious position for you, um, don't don't take it on yourself to do it. Don't even try and use insulated things mm -hmm. to do it. Just just don't. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is it possible for power cables to be down and you still have power? Yes. Um, okay. Well, I've seen yes. some on my road. Something. Yes. Yes, yeah, so so there, there are. It is possible for wires to be on the ground and still energized. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So don't touch them. No. <laughs> All right. Um. So we have Daisy. She's in Prospect by Amiga. Um. There's other areas that do not have power. So can we get from you a real time update of who is without power this morning sure. still? Yeah. So we have approximately a thousand customers that are still out. Mm -hmm. um, the vast majority of them, about 700, are in the East End area. 
um, and there's some significant damage that we're working on um, that that site. Um, there is some in Omega Bay, and there's some um, in the Mystic Retreat area. Those those are probably our largest areas right now, and there are a few condo complexes uh, on the northern Seven Mile Beach area that 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 have uh, out, outstanding service issues that have to get resolved today. Mm -hmm. Um, so a few in East End. I think East End is still waiting. Yeah, well, it's not a few. That it's, it's East End right now is our largest outage. Um, it's okay. about six hundred. I think our map is showing six hundred ninety-one customers in the area. Oh wow! Um, and uh, the the crews the crews are working on it today. Uh, I think we're targeting a four p.m. restoration for that power, for that outage zone. Uh, typically, what we will do though is if we can minimize the zone by doing some switching, we will do that um, and maybe shrink the 691 to a smaller number. Um, but it's mm. yeah, that that one. I think that that's where we had the most pull damage in that area, mm -hmm. and um, it's just it's just more work to get it done. And what we've been doing over the last couple of days is is really focusing on getting as many customers back on um, as possible mm -hmm. for. for you know, sort of grabbing all the low-hanging fruit, and unfortunately, um, where there's big pull damage, that's not low-hanging fruit. Yeah. So we, we've we've prioritized customers that we can get on rapidly, and and now we're now we're into the hard stuff. Right. Okay. Now tell us what the hard stuff includes. Like what sort of damage? Because um, again, I know people are anxious and they may not understand. So if you can break it down in layman's terms, sure. what exactly is your crew dealing yeah. with? Because I know you guys were out as soon as you possibly could that night. Um, in fact, in the lower valley area, I think the power tricked on about about six o'clock or six thirty. Came on for split like blip and then i thought oh that's hopeful yeah, i was in the control room for that one yes. yeah when, 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 every time we closed in a circuit everybody in the control room there was a little chair it's like, yes next yeah, that's a good time <laughs> uh, and uh unfortunately um you know that there was there was so much and i'm going to call it minor damage because compared to hurricane ivan this is peanuts right, right? um but it it, it was it was an extreme amount of minor damage, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which is what you would expect from a storm like this. Uh, you know, I, I went out um, probably, I think it was probably around two o'clock in the afternoon uh, mm -hmm. on on the day of the storm where, where I took a chance and said, I think I think it's okay to go and take a look at the lines and see what mm -hmm. was up. Um, because one of the, one of the key things for us um, after the, after a storm like this is really knowing where the work is. Um, you know, we can't, so that, I would say the first two or three hours before we started work, even while it was still windy, we had people in trucks, SUVs, pickups, um, going where they could to kind of mm -hmm. get a handle on where the damage was. And um, you know, I, I chose a circuit to trail, and I was I was very very impressed at how well the infrastructure stood up. I was expecting mm -hmm. a lot more damage. Um, that, than I did. In fact, it took me quite some time to find a broken pole. There was a lot of things like a broken cross arm hanger or an insulator that broke or something like that, but it's, it's minor. You send somebody up in a truck and, and, and um, address it. But it seems like most of the broken poles that we, we got were in, um, in the East End District. I know there was, there was a few in West Bay as well. Um, and, and we've been working around those. Um, so the, the biggest challenge is, is when we have to replant poles, it's a lot more equipment, it's a lot more involved, um, and it's a lot yeah. more crews. And so when we, when we take that many crews to, to deal with that, those are crews that, that could be ser serving uh, other outages and maybe getting hundreds of other customers back on. So we've, 
really been prioritizing it on, on a sort of major infrastructure, hospitals, et cetera, as much as possible um, uh, and, and other things like, like that. But it also trying to grab as many low hanging fruit so that we can get as many customers on as possible. In fact, um, I think it was one one thirty four a.m. the day after the storm. So that would be what the the nineteenth. We right. we had all of our circuits back on. That that's seven eight hours after we started restoration. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's just the main circuits. It's not all the branch lines that go down the side roads, which is what we've been addressing since then. But that's. That's a, a pretty significant achievement, considering that we actually had an all-island outage in the middle of the whole um, restoration um, caused by a disturbance that we that we picked up while we were doing restoration, and and so you know the, the teams have, I mean the the, the challenges that they they've they've uh, um, overcome is is tremendous, and the hours that they're working is is phenomenal. You know we we actually have been enforcing our sixteen-hour max work shift. Um, a lot <laughs> in the past in the past couple of days, and and we're even finding instances where we're having to argue with staff saying, "Go home, go to right. sleep. <laughs> we need you back tomorrow. Go home." And, um, mm. and I even had one one of our staff say, "So how long do I have to sleep before I can come back to work?" My gosh, you know, yeah. and the, the dedication and, and love of country is 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 phenomenal and, and tr truly inspiring, actually. Wow. So. Um yeah, I mean, burnout is a real thing um, for utility, um, I think, employees during times like this. And I think we all appreciate how much CUC staff have been working around the clock since the storm. So what sort of estimates, time estimates do we have in terms of, let's start with prospect. Sure. So the people in prospect who still don't have power, I understand that they were working overnight. Yeah. running some wires and that sort of thing. So what are we looking at for prospect? Do I have a way of sharing our outage or do you want to share? Yes, it? you can. Um, if you put, if you put it up, do share screen, I think is an option okay. for you. Let me see. I can give it a, a, then a, I can, a share uh, button here. Yeah. Share screen. Do I choose a pender or something? Uh, well, do I have to take the whole screen? Yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Yeah. As long as you don't remember, well, just remember I can, share I can, anything I else. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll keep my email off. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. All right. I think I figured it out. Yeah. There we go. Okay. okay. Yes. So, all right. So this is our outage map and I'm, I'm going to have to, I guess, go over and navigate on it. All right. Mm -hmm. so let me zoom out. So I don't know if, oh, sorry. Yes. Um, so each one of these sort of little squares represents uh -huh. an outage. Those circles are also outages as well. All right. And so when there's a shaded area, that's that's sort of an area that's out. So right now we have, so when I looked at this this morning, it was a thousand customers affected, which you can see over here. Uh -huh. And um, there was, um, there was maybe I think 12 outages. Now uh -huh. we're at 30. And what that is, is customers calling in about individual outages. So I'll give one example this one here you can click on it see customers affected two right and then we have estimated restoration time we're doing our best to keep this accurate um yes. but uh it, it is it is a job so if you take take a to, to a look at the east end one we're seeing here that the estimated restoration time is 4 p.m i i know that that is the target that they're working on for this outage okay. right um another big um, there's a few other larger areas in the Beach Bay area. They're mm -hmm. 8 p.m. today. 
Um, you had asked about prospect. It's really just Omega Drive, to be honest. Okay. Um, there are a couple of smaller outages within prospect. Um, right. and those individual customers can look on the map and, and find their details, but maybe we don't right. do their individual ones on the show. So how did you zoom in, um, Sasha? Because I look at this map all the time. There's an outage. Now, how did you get to the street level? I've never seen the street level before. Um, it's just zoom in. You can use the plus oh. minus up here, but I'm using uh, a touchpad so I can okay. pinch to zoom. Oh, okay. Um, I always just look at the bigger screen. map. Well, actually, I can do it on the screen as well if you have a touch screen. Um, right. you, you can click on the dot of the outage. Ah, um, okay. So Omega Bay, we're expecting actually not until midnight tonight. And that, that is that is a, an updated target. Um, right. I think we have another large area. One of the condo complexes down here has some challenges with the underground service cables that have to a significant amount of work. So we're projecting midnight for that as well. Um, okay. And oops. That's not what I wanted to do. Um, you seeing this still? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I see the map. Yeah. And then there's some work in Breezy Castle that we're also looking at about a, a midnight. And and those are the the major ones. There there are a number up through the West Bay Peninsula. I talked about some condos. That's what these ones are. Okay. Um, see if we've got some updated times. Yeah. Also, these are complex because I think it's to do with the service to the the um the facility, which usually involves the owner's electrician as well. Um, so there's some some logistical challenges there. Mm -hmm. um, this one we're saying 9 a.m. I'm not sure if, if that has been updated um, as yet. So I'll just stop sharing and we can get yes. back to the discussion. Okay. So um, just a few comments here. Rosebud Drive in Northside is still without power. Um, any estimates on Rosebud Drive? Um, I don't know about Rosebud Drive specifically. I'm going to take a okay. quick look on the outage map just to see if it's there. In sure. fact, the, the customers that, that, that can, can do just that, take a look on the map. Yes. Everything that we know about and work working on it is, yeah. it is um, on there. There are Rosebud. I'm not sure where, exactly where Rosebud is. I'm seeing a few small outages listed on, um, on the north side, well, Queens okay. Highway area. Um, not so much on the Rum Point Drive. There's one off of one point Rum Point Drive. I don't know if that's Rosebud or not. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so customers can take a look on there. Um, in there, if they're not seeing an outage square, it's best for them to just call our, our um, outage hotline nine four five one two eight two, and um, and they, they'll be able to um, just leave a message in the same way that it does. We've got an operator that, that's manning that and is interfacing between that and our outage management system. Right. Now, is that map updated by an actual person or yeah. is there like an automated, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and, and I, I will admit it's a, it, it, well, it's a very cool system, um, but it, I will admit we um, we really tested it um, very well, this uh, this uh, outage when, when you got 30. So, the, the system speaks or gets information directly from the meters. So when the meters are out of power, it sends a signal to us um, saying I'm out of power. And mm. the, the geographical information systems that we have um, know where all those meters are. It also knows the circuits that it's connected to. And we can use the system to diagnose what part of the circuit is out. Now, in a, in a hurricane, when you have hundreds of, of damage spots, that, that mm -hmm. prediction is, isn't terribly accurate. Um, but now that we're down to the smaller outages, um, it, it certainly is very helpful to have customers call into the out, outage number if they if they haven't been um, 
if they, they if they are not seeing their sub themselves reflected on the map as an outage. Now let's put in perspective, Sasha, how many total customers lost power as a result of the storm? So during the storm, we still had four circuits that remained energized. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we generated throughout the storm, that's four out of 25. So not a very large number. Um, I, I don't know offhand the number of customers, but four out of 25 in, in I think in the map we saw like 20 or so. 20, yeah, I think we saw like over 28,000, I wanna say. Total total customers is thirty one thousand and well yes. more than thirty one thousand, um, closer to thirty two actually, um, and uh, now we're down a thousand. So yes. vast majority of customers. But I, I just want people to appreciate that CUC was able to reconnect um, over twenty eight thousand people in basically less than twenty four hours. The vast majority were up, and then we were, but within twenty four hours we were at about eighty five percent. Yeah. So Denise, I'm hopeful that you're gonna get power soon. She's been impacted there in Rosebud. Um, Brenda says, good morning. A big shout out to all the courageous linesmen from CUC. And I hope CUC will just award, award them. They're really the front line and backbone of these disasters and may they continue to be blessed. They're so um, Brenda, um, Sasha was just saying how they have to gently encourage them to really go home and get some rest as well. Um, so, you know, I'm sure they feel the stress, um, in the community of everyone. Every time you see a CUC person right now, you're like, what's going on in this area? What's going on? That? So the quicker they get it up, the less they hear complaints. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, we have some staff that today are coming on to their third 16 hour day. Oh my God. Um, and, and we're, have, we're, we're really still having to argue to get them to leave at the end of the day because they, wow. they don't want to leave until the job is done. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so Anya says people need to cut down trees to minimize, uh, wire damage. Is there anything that we could do? I mean, obviously if the wind takes down a power line, I mean, I saw, I actually saw some poles that I want to talk about that in a second, but is there anything preventative that people can do going into hurricane season that would certainly assist? Yeah, very um, much so. Very, yes. very much. So there's, there's, a, there's a two, there's two things that people can do in the short term. You can have your trees trimmed, um, you know, tr trim trees blow over less frequently. Yes. Um, and um, although I'd be the first to say, I really love to see a big, tall, lush tree with long arms and, and big okay. shady spots, um, but they can be a little bit impractical, when, even in a small tropical storm. Well, in a trop, I won't call it a small tropical storm. It was a good one, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it, we can see by the number of, of really nice trees that have grown over, uh, fallen over rather, you know, perhaps um, some trimming might, might have assisted there. The other thing that we really want to encourage um, the, the people, the customers to do is when they are planting trees, uh -huh. just please look up. <laughs> right. Um, that tree that is sitting in your seven gallon pot that might be three uh -huh. foot tall right now in five years, it's going to be 20 feet tall and it's going to be uh -huh. in the lines. <laughs> Yeah. And if, particularly if it's a palm tree, you can't trim a palm tree. You can only cut it down. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So really, really think twice about those palm trees. And I know people like to mm -hmm. put them in the front of their properties. Um, mm -hmm. And they do grow. Once they get into the lines, they're, they're a safety hazard to you. Example, palm tree. Uh, yeah, palm tree. Yes. I mean, this um, from the opposite direction, away from the CC line. It did. It did. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, if that, 
if that tree were to fall onto the line, it's coming down. And guess what? You're now living in one of those areas that has a lot of work to do. And it's going to be days later because of that yeah. one tree. And wow. in fact, I think there are some areas in prospect that are like that. There's a tree that went clean across the road and took the line with it. And it's, wow. it's a, it's, it's one of those, okay, this is going to be a hard one to fix. We're going to isolate it, make it as small as possible. We're going to come back to it when we have the time to get to it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that we really do want to encourage people to, you know, plant trees good 20 feet away from the lines um, when, you're, when you're thinking about where you want to put them. Or if you do want to put trees in the front of, of your property, choose ones that won't go above 10, 15 feet when they're fully mature. Mm -hmm. Um, so here's another one that says, thank you, CC, even though the bills will be high as hell, but yeah, <laughs> we appreciate you because y'all got the power. Um, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Sam <laughs> is one of those people who is impacted by the prospect area outage and prospect drive. So she's saying that it's 10 homes and she's wondering yeah. how did part of the road get fixed, but not the whole road about, um, a quarter mile down. Yeah, I don't know the, the full story there, but I do know that somewhere around the sort of why in, in, in Prospect Drive, there was a tree that fell across the road. And it was um, that was one of those areas that um, we had to sort of isolate um, the area as much as possible. And we're going to come back today and deal with the, the more significant damage. Yes. All right, Daisy, trying to go charge her cell phone. Folks, keep those mobile devices charged up. Larry joining you us. Charge them from your car, too. Yes, indeed. Um, Denise says Rosebud is next to Palm Crest and Old Robin Queens Highway. So maybe um, Sasha can email somebody to kind of check on that for you, Denise. Yep. Carrie Ann says all the best for CUC team. They're working hard to restore light. May God bless and keep them safe. And people, speaking of safe, I mean, I think people also underestimate um, the danger involved for your guys who are out there, you know, on the road. I mean, they're dealing with down wires and potentially down poles and, you know, there is Traffic. a certain, yeah. Lightning. Exactly. So there's a certain dangerous element to, to their jobs as well. And we're so thankful that, um, I mean, I can't recall um, ever hearing of any, major incident after um, a storm during the restoration process. So I think they're taking the safety precautions and we don't want to rush them at the risk of, you know, someone getting injured. Yeah. I mean, um, safety is, is, is our number one priority. It's yes. top, it's our top value. Um, we, every, every employee has the right to, to shut a job down for safety, mm -hmm. even at the expense of, of productivity. Um, you know, a, a, any employee can refuse to do work if, if they if they believe they don't have the right tools, the right training and so on. Yeah. Um, and and we we really, really do emphasize working safely first and productivity second um, to, to make sure that all of our staff do go home at the end of the day in the same way that they their families, maybe sure. just a little bit more tired. Yeah. Um, Trisha has a question. So Denise has logged the faults. Um, Denise, uh, hopefully we can get some updates here for you shortly. Um, Trisha wants to know what's going on because she lives in a complex where half of the complex has power mm -hmm. and the other half doesn't. How does that work? Uh, it'd probably be the way that the service is configured for, for that particular complex. Maybe it has, if, if, particularly if it's a larger complex, it may have two transformers that are feeding it. Maybe one of the transformers. Mm -hmm 
um, fuses is blown um, or is the transformer itself might be damaged. Mm. Um, that's 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 that would be an explanation for that yeah Yeah, possible explanation um so someone who lives in the eastern districts in east end all the way out and right before you get to moritz said that some of the concrete poles had literally snapped in half now explain to me again i can't remember this to be honest but the idea with the concrete poles is that they're more pliable like they're more likely to bend and break which is what you want no, they're 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 very very strong. I, I oh. I'm not aware of, of concrete poles, but to be to be honest, I'm I'm not intimately involved with the the, the job. But I, I had yeah. heard that some of our fiberglass poles in the area, because um, we have quite a few in, in that area, that that they were some of the ones that went down. Right. Um, the fiberglass ones are very very bendy. Um, they're they're mm-hmm. capable of, of of bending quite a bit before they would break, and that's sort of one of the. The benefits of them so uh, you know what one of the things that we're going to do um after this outage this outage and really any other outage that, we, that mm-hmm. we have is we'll we'll look at the materials see how they failed lessons learned and it'll go into anything that needs to be changed whether it was a workmanship issue or whether it was a um you know if it's foreign debris hitting the pole there's nothing we can do to design against that um mm-hmm. but if it's if it's a material spec or an installation issue, it, it, it'll go into lessons learned, and, and you know we'll we'll make it better and stronger the next time. Right. So I mean, we, we learn a lot from this. Um, I mean, one of the things that I was fully expecting to see was a lot of damage on the transmission lines, which are the uh-huh. really really tall poles, and um, you know we've we've had a lot of damage on those in past storms, um, okay. even the one in November last year. Um, and with that pole, everybody remembers on fire off of the top of Selkirk Drive and the press coverage mm-hmm. that that got. Um, and that pole's now been renewed to the new standard. And so um, I live in the Grand Harbor area. And when I went out, that was the first one I was looking at and see did did the new ones um, did the new ones stand up to to, to the test? And, and they did. They were, they were all perfect, um, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, obviously, uh, Sam is, is upset that she continues to be without power. Um, Sam, I think they I have you, a prospect. Yeah, I think that was, was it 4 p.m. for that prospect area, prospect drive? Um, let me take a quick look and see. Roughly. And then we've got Tracy, who's asking about number 144, Sea Spray Drive. The map shows there is uh, no outage, but her friend... I, I tell you what, um, Sandra... I'm, I'm not going to be able to take all of these things, but if I can ask the listeners to perhaps put it in the chat and I'll yes. pass the messages on um, after I get off the show to, to, yeah, to our absolutely. operators. Okay, let's see if I can get into. Suzette says, great team, great job to see you see in their team. Good morning, Marshall. Miss Brenda says, Grace was a hurricane. We were hit by a hurricane, not a, a tropical storm. Awesome. Let's not fall into the habit now of consuming and digesting erroneous information, especially with natural disasters. Well, the problem, Brenda, is the official sources have said it was a tropical storm. So they tell us to listen to the official sources. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we're listening to the official sources, they maintain that it was a tropical storm. Now, again, the um, we, we understand that there's some wind instrument that has been broken for the past three weeks. So... I don't know how much that played into, um, you know, accurate readings locally. Yeah. 
but again, I mean, it's it's entirely possible that the storm is transitioning into hurricane and we were getting hurricane force winds. That's why we were under hurricane watch. Yeah, I, um, I, I saw discussions from a number of sort of private weather station owners yes. um, that recorded gusts in the 80, 90 mile yeah. an hour range. But when you dig into the data that they were sharing, um, you know, they were average wind speeds in the 55, 60 miles an hour. So that's just mm -hmm. that's just a very strong tropical storm, um, yes. typical of, of what the weather, the official weather forecast was saying. Um, I, I haven't personally seen data to suggest that it was a hurricane, but mm -hmm. it was very close. Right. And I mean, let's be honest, um, Sasha, we are underestimating what 50 mile per hour winds can do <laughs> or, or 60 mile per hour winds, you know? Yeah. We think, oh, just because it's a tropical storm in our minds, somehow we have concluded that that's not all that bad, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of speed. And, and even with a tropical storm, um, well, only a tropical storm, should I say, as opposed to hurricane one, two, three, or four, Mm -hmm. um, we, we still saw, at least I, I, I personally saw um, in, in the development that I'm in, um, four foot storm surge. Yeah. Uh, right up to the top of the of the canal wall. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it came in very, very quickly and then left very, very quickly. Um, yeah. But it was there, you know, and so I can only imagine um, or remember back to Hurricane Ivan when that water came up and it came up so very, very quickly. To, 10 minutes, it was, wasn't there. And 10 minutes later, it was, oh my gosh, you know? Wow. Yeah. So, so Carol says uh, there's an outage on Cadet Drive by Agriculture Ground because there's a pull down. I, I know we know about that one. I've seen it. We have seen it in our outage group chat. Okay. So Carol, they're working on that for sure. Um, El Ray wants to know, we've got two opposing things here that's kind of interesting. So El Ray is saying, we're hopefully we won't be penalized for any losses that CUC may have um, because of the, you know, down poles and so on. And then uh, Fakian says that we should get a free month. <laughs> so, I can't so promise very... that, but I can, I can promise that we don't bill for electricity that we don't serve. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Carol says, we understand they're working hard everywhere. I hope they get to us today. It is hot. And yeah, I mean, I sympathize. We're, with you. we're working very, very hard today, um, third yes. day in a row, to make sure that we've mopped everything up today. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, this is that's August. Our target. That's what everybody's working on. Yes, and it definitely is August heat. So, um, folks, we've heard a little bit of um, good advice about even what types of trees to plant in your yards. I'm not a, fa a fan of um, palm trees in any event, but I got to tell you, recently we were looking at some potential palm trees. And uh, my friend Kevin, he's 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 my HD TV guru in Cayman, right? So he's like, yes, get these palm trees. And when they came and delivered them, I said, hold on a second. I just want the little stumpy palms, if anything. And even those I'm not really a fan of. But these looked like they were really going to get big. And the, the lady from Pro Plus said, oh, yeah, they're going to grow to like, I don't even know, 20-something feet or whatever. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, please take them back. <laughs> So um, I went against his advice because I just thought it was ridiculous because after it grows past a certain height, it's it's uncontrollable. Like you'd have to cut the whole thing down, right? And I just didn't want that kind of maintenance. Um, but the point here is they interfere with power lines depending on where you plant them. Obviously, as we can see, when they fall, they're going to fall in something, whether it's your car, your house, um, you know, the shed out back or whatever. 
Um, so please make those types of considerations in terms of your foliage and, um, and what you're planting around the house. Anything else that we can do um, during a storm, Sasha, that would be good advice? Like I'm now rethinking this concept of stocking up on like getting a freezer full of food because all that's going to get a waste. Um, should we all be going through our refrigerators now and cleaning out everything? How, how long does food, I mean, I don't know if you might know this. I'm not going to get into the, the, <laughs> the food, uh, the, the food uh, advice. I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, sufficiently qualified for that. But yeah, I will tell you my personal experience in this storm. I, I was out for about 17 or 18 hours. Yes. And um, we had, I still had ice in my, my freezer when the power came back on. In fact, that was one of the first things I did. I was like, okay, let me go and check and make sure the ice hasn't melted and then becomes one big solid block when the freezer turns back on. And it was, it was all there. Okay. Um, so if the ice was there, the food was still frozen. Uh -huh. um, and so it's therefore it's good. Um, I think the fridge, you really have to and take a look. Um, some fridges uh -huh. will show you the temperature on the inside. I think mine was about 47 Fahrenheit, which is uh -huh. probably okay. Um, I have eaten food from in there since, and I'm still alive and I'm, I'm not sick. So, um, I, I think that the, the trick is really to keep the fridge closed, um, and be strategic about when you right. go into it. Um, mm -hmm. you can't go and stand in front of the fridge with the door open and say, hmm, yeah. what do I want today? <laughs> you know, not um, when, when it, because all that cold air will fall out very quickly. You kind of want to think what's in there, go grab it and close the door right behind you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's really only a tip when you're dealing with a maybe one day outage for the, for those, um, um, very unfortunate customers that are now on their third mm -hmm. day. Um, I would say that the stuff that's in their fridge is, is, is mm -hmm. probably, if they haven't eaten it already, it's, it's probably at risk. Yeah. So, uh, Frederick, the outage map on the CUC website is your best bet for um, as close as you can get to real-time updates. Yeah. So they are, we were just showing that uh, a couple minutes ago, they are updating that um, estimated uh, sort of uptime. Um, Avril says there's a power outage for her in the garden retreat area. Yeah. You're aware of those? Yeah, we're, we're aware of that. There, there's some, some issues, I think, with the service cable. And we're working with the, um, I believe we're working with the complexes um, electrician on it. Okay. Any word on Beach Bay on Pebbles Drive? Uh, I don't know specifically about Pebbles Drive, but in Beach Bay, uh, if I go back to the outage map and take a look, I think they were an 8 p.m. Um, restoration, if I remember correctly. Um, Thank you, Al Ray. He says the official sources get their information for the national the NOAA. So, and that's where we were going directly to them as well. Uh, that's the thing about information in this day and age, folks. It's pretty much at the fingertips of most people. You just got to make sure that you are um, interpreting the information accurately. And obviously, you know, we're, we're no weather experts around here. So we do try to leave that up to the experts. Yeah, we're showing two outage areas in the Beach Bay, um, which is a big neighborhood. Okay. Um, and they're both 8 p.m. targets. 8 p.m. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, Elizabeth, hang in there. Um, yeah. That number, the outage number again, for those that, that wish to, to report an outage, mm -hmm. even if they think it's the second or third time that they're reporting it, 945-1282. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we, we've got operators that are listening to the messages that are left. Uh, you have the option to leave a message, or you can just... 
um, uh, you can just put in your information over the phone right. with the phone. So reference. Carol is saying that hers isn't showing up on the map. So Carol, just a reminder, that's why I wanted to find out how that map is done. So someone actually has to put it on there. It doesn't mean that they're not aware of it, but yeah. maybe um, that person who's responsible for the map is just a little bit tied up and they'll soon be updating the map. So yeah. Um, good yeah, morning, Bishop. Um, uh, Hero, Hero says, uh, Bishop Hero Blair says that CUC can teach other Caribbean companies, other Caribbean companies, yes, about some, um, I guess he means electricity. Alacrity, so he's pleased yeah. <laughs> with how you guys are handling yeah. things. Thank you. And, uh, you know, Sasha, even the premier was saying yesterday when we were doing our drive about with him a bit later on in the afternoon, he's saying, even in terms of, you know, a lot of us are cussing CCs with the fees and whatever, but mm -hmm. when we look at the region, um, for what CUC is charging, that many people would be surprised that uh, CUC yeah, we're, falls our, in the mid-range. Our prices are, are middle of the pack for the rest of the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's very interesting, I think. Uh, Damien, um, so why is not the damage in Cuban Brack and Little Cayman if it was just a TS? Well, I think it's... it's they were um, further away. They were further yes, away from the storm. Yes, further away from the actual storm. It was more of a direct hit on Grand Cayman. They so had a really geographic advantage. Yeah. So you guys lucked out this time, Damien. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes, remember, the islands are, there is that body of water between us. So um, sometimes, you know, just the positioning of the storm is is useful. So Mari says, thank you, CUC. I'm back up and running. Glad um, to hear. Siebert, good morning. Mary says, the linemen have done a fantastic job, and they're very much appreciated. They really, really have, um, and our folks that work in the substations and control room and the customer service staff and the, the, the people on the phones and our corporate comms trying, doing their best to keep the customers informed. It's, it's, it's really great to see it all happen. Um, Al says CUC always does a great job on paying for great service, so he expects nothing less. <laughs> you can hold us to that. Plus <laughs> hours, everything had to be thrown out. Oh gosh, Wendy, yeah, so really sorry. Sad. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Um, Marshall says place was terrible. <laughs> she came and made a mess yeah. now it's time to clean up. Yes, lots of cleanup efforts. Sue, thank you so much. Um, talking about those tall palm trees again. So El Rey has a Tesla battery. So do you guys recommend, um, so he was able to keep the lights on from 5.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Oh, pretty Great. good. Call Green Tech today. James Whitaker, definitely worth the investment. Ooh, so El Rey, if I could afford one of those, I was kind of, you know, when we did our solar, we were like, mm, are we really going to need it? And now we see that, yeah, there's probably that odd time that you would if, definitely need it. So backup generators. A shameless plug here, Sandra. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so, backup so, generators and Tesla batteries, all these things can help. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No, they can. Um, and, and in fact, for those that can afford them, they're, they're, they're great at what they do um, in providing backup power. And I mean, no utility in the world provides 100% um, reliable um, power. Our average outage time this year is obviously going to be a bit different. It's about three hours for the year. Um, so you, you, you would perhaps normally factor that into your decision, investment decision on, on backup supplies, whether that's tolerable or not. Obviously in, in the event of storms, you know, some people have 50 hours now, the lady that just mm -hmm. messaged and, you know, it's, it's a different, different decision. Um, but what I did want to talk about is, is, you know, kind of excited about a pilot program that we're running now with, um, with in-home or in business battery banks, much like uh, I think it was Elray was the, the person who wrote mm -hmm. in earlier on. 
Um, and uh, so CUC is working with a small group of customers um, to, to, to do, do just that, where um, CUC would actually partner with the customer and getting it installed, share some of the cost of it. Um, but and then the customer would get to use the battery in instances like this for, to back up the power. But while the power is on, um, CUC would be able to, with the control system, be able to use the battery to help the grid. So it's kind of taking the same asset um, and letting two parties um, use it. Right. Um, and it's a way of so with CUC partnering with the customer on the cost side, um, they get a discount on their battery, and we get a discount on the a battery as well mm -hmm. and it's it, so anyway it's a it's a pilot program hope um hopefully we can see that the the dollars work out and and if and if it does it's something that we'll we'll be rolling out in in It'll greater be beneficial in to everyone yeah. yeah so mary wants to know how do you determine which four transformers if that's the correct word to leave on because you said there's like four feeds i think that were oh left. yeah four there was four circuits that were remaining circuits yeah, yeah. so we don't choose <laughs> Um, in those instances, um, so what ends up happening is the uh, as there as the wind blows or trees fall, etc., debris flies. If there's damage to a circuit, usually much like if you had a short in your home, the breaker would would open. Mm -hmm. um, so very similarly, we have breakers um, and protective devices and fuses out on the line, and so if the lines touch each other or, or come fall down across each other, it will create a short and the fuse and or the breaker will, will, will trip. Um, and so it's offline. And in instances where there's a storm happening, we're not going to go out and fix it. So we have to wait for the storm to, to pass. Um, and it just so happened that those, those four circuits, um, they were all pretty small, so they didn't cover a very large area, but, um, but they they didn't sustain sufficient damage to to cause mm -hmm. the trip. So it it was just, I guess they were they were in better locations, or maybe there weren't wasn't as much trees around or something. Mm -hmm. But we we didn't choose them. They they just didn't fail. Right. So Louis wants to know if CUC is investing in solar farms to lower the cost to consumers. I would love to do that, and in yes. fact. Um, have it has it has been the, the goal of the company for several years to do that um and, and the the regulatory um regime right now is very difficult for cuc to do that um well uh, i think offreg is is keen to create competition in in that arena um and we're very keen for them i mean we, we've offered to go ahead and, and do it while, while they're working on creating that regime but I think they really want to create the the, the framework for competition first. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, we yeah. we've designed a, a solar um, concept that you know we're we're ready to install it, and you know it would it would save customers between three and six million dollars a year, um, even after paying for the cost of the solar on on their fuel bill. Um, wow! So it, it would. It's a, it really is a no-brainer. Um, we're very keen to do it. And as soon as we're given the opportunity, we will be doing a lot of it. Yeah. So uh, Cece says she's going to continue cussing, but she thinks it's that uh, about the bill, but she still thinks that CUC did a fantastic job. Uh, Louis Louis is encouraging um, generators for the whole house. I know that we are now um, at least thinking about it a bit more. Uh, Josephine asked about flow. Um I don't know. We'll see if we can find out from Flo. 
Uh, Anne says that their generator kept them running for 30 hours. Wow. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, the generators are expensive to run too. Um, they, I think somebody mentioned the price of fuel for them is it is significant. Yeah. And typically, those backup generators aren't um, aren't as as fuel efficient as the as the units that we use at the plant. Yeah. Um, but uh, I tell you, it, when I sometimes really... it's the only option, I guess. Yeah, for sure, during emergencies. But you know, Sasha, I got to tell you, when I really appreciated CUC, even in terms of the bill was that during Ivan, when we had to get, you know, we just had those little portable generators, but having to top them up every single day with gas, I was like- $20, $30 price. a day of gas, it's, it yeah. gets very quickly. I was just like, whoa, this is yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> so I was mm -hmm. just like, please, so you see, get the power back on. Uh, yeah, actually, we had a few customers um, call us in this outage uh -huh. and saying, look, you know, we, we have a generator we're running, but Jesus, fuel is expensive. Can you please hurry up? Yeah. 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 Do you mean to saying fuel costs actually might be going up because of the Afghan situation and China um, getting in there? I don't yeah. even know what's going on in Afghanistan right now. It's a hot mess. Um, okay. Well, folks, uh, Sasha's extremely busy, so his team will make a note of. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't I haven't written anything down, but after I log off, I will go and look at the chat um, for maybe the next 10, 15 minutes. Yes. Um, and, and take any addresses um, down that people wish to share. Okay, sounds good. And we will, uh, folks, look at a few things. I did see that Carolina Ferreira from the Cayman Islands Red Cross shared a link about safe, uh, food safety after a storm. So we have a look at that. And we we'll also talk about some other initiatives that uh, the government has been working on. So Sasha, thank you guys so much. Um, please extend our thank you to your entire CUC team. Obviously, we see the linesmen. They're the ones out there doing um, the hard work, but we know that there are people supporting them in the background. There's managers who need to you know, ensure that everything is, is done in a safe way. There's um, customer service agents. Like Everyone really is working around the clock at the moment. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, and thanks for having us again. Okay. All right, my dear. Bye-bye. Have a good one. All right, folks. So again, that's Sasha Tibbetts, VP of, I think it's customer service and something else that I can't remember right now, but we appreciate him coming on the program. Al Ray says a propane generator might be the way to go. Yes, I think that's probably a pretty good idea. Um, John, what makes the cost so high? I think we went over that last time, the last show. So if you missed that show, which was about, I want to say just two weeks ago, it wasn't that long ago. Um, go and you can search on the page and um, it'll give you all the details. But yes, the fuel factor actually accounts for a large percentage of um, of the bill. So Chantal says that's what we have. Is that a propane generator? Um, El Ray says or buy a 2020 F. Oh my gosh, El Ray. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Can I just tell you? Uh, recently, I'm not really a vehicle person per se. I'm like, listen, if it starts. And it moves forward and reverses, and I can drive it, and I've got AC and, you know, I guess radio, a few bells and whistles. I'm not like, oh, I get excited about cars, and I must run and go get a Tesla or anything like that. But I must tell you, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, uh, my husband was watching this YouTube video. You know, he's all into tech and solar and plants and everything else. And I saw this vehicle, this truck that was amazing. And I'm like, what is that? And it is this 2021 F-150 that El Ray is talking about. Apparently, it has a generator and a battery.
that you can plug your entire house into basically and run your entire house off the grid. It is an amazing vehicle. I'll have to ask Marlon for the, um, the link to that video, because even if you're not into technology, you're not into cars or whatever, believe me when I tell you that this defines, redefines not just an F-150, because I never thought a truck could ever be this jacked up with like technology and just all these bits and pieces that you could just jaw dropping, amazing. Um, but in addition to that, um, it is, uh, let me see if I can get him to send the video link. I'll share it in the chat. Yeah, it is an amazing video to just watch. Like you will be blown away by the technology that they are unveiling in vehicles. I'm like a vehicle running your house. Plug it. What? I, it just blew my mind to another level. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know who El Rey, who will be the first person to have that vehicle in Cayman, but I'm excited to see one in person. So Janet says that her generator only used 20% of her fuel and it ran for 18 hours. So that's great. Is it just a regular gas generator or do you have propane? I'd, I'd be interested to know. Um, Karen, what was the question? I'm sorry. So yes, I'm Sasha. Um, oh, Alice is responding to Sasha. So East End, as Sasha said, um, Sasha Tibbet says, has the biggest pocket of um, the biggest outage area right now. So folks, sorry, uh, but it, it definitely is is something that um, that we got to look at. Now look at this. So I was here after Blake made his comments about these. Um, these battery options. And so I'm looking at this on Amazon. Check this out. This is called a Jackery. Um, and it has three plugs. So that means I could do like a laptop. And that's normally the most important thing for me is a laptop um, with the regular plug. And I've got two more. I've got a USB-C port. Um, what is that? Five volt, 2.4 amp. So that's two US, it looks like two USB-C uh, ports. And then I have a quick charge 3.0. So that looks like the regular USB 3.0. Hmm, interesting. I'm gonna have to get me one of these for real. So it's truly portable for a variety of activities and home backup power. Um, so you can see here, they're using it out in the camping world, but um, you could certainly use it inside your house. So remember those of you who were complaining about coffee? Now y'all know I was sitting there going, what? But I'm also not a coffee drinker, so I don't appreciate the necessity to have your morning coffee. Maybe if I was a coffee drinker, it probably would. But you could do a blender for 13 hours. This is what they show you that it could be used for. Travel mug, 9.5 charges. Coffee maker, 88 minutes. So you could make all, you could be brewing all day. That's a lot of coffee. An electric grill for 50 minutes. So for those of you who don't have a gas stove, maybe this is a little bit of a cheaper option, but these are not cheap either. So then it says own the limitless solar power. So apparently you can pair it with two solar saga um, 100. Is that what is that 100 watt? Yep. Um, I think so. 
uh, yep, 100 watt AC outlet, solar, mobile, lithium battery. So you can actually pair it and recharge the little battery pack with these um, solar units. Whoa, that's kind of cool. Um, I'm thinking about the logistics of that. Obviously, during a storm, you're not going to be outside because there, is there isn't going to be any uh, sun for you to really be getting solar from. But after the rain passes, you know, it could be that we don't have uh, any rain, but you're still without power for a couple of days, as you can see, right? So all of you right now, there is nice sunshine outside who are still without power. This is something that at least you could get a few little things running off of it. It's not going to power the whole house. Um, here's the guy in his laptop. Your vehicle's true soulmate, it says. Hmm. So you could do a light. Yes. Oh, yes. That's right. I could plug in a light. Phone, laptop, Wi-Fi router if the internet was still up. Uh, even a TV, um, security system, and a refrigerator. You could plug the refrigerator into this? What? Hmm. So you have a wall outlet. Uh, is that 5.5 hours? You have solar panels, 6.5 hours. And you have a car outlet. Oh. Ooh, that's what that is. I was wondering what that little plug was for. 11.5 hours. Ooh, so like the little car plugs, you know? Huh. Uh, okay. I might have to think about this. Hmm. All right, folks. It's it's on my wish list. Uh, Christmas is not too far off. Um, Louis says there's also bulbs that recharge your normal use. And when the power goes out, you have lights for eight hours. Um, Mary removed two palm trees a few years ago from my yard. It was not close to electrical wires, but if they broke, it was a little close to my home that I wanted. So, um, I wasn't taking any chances. So yes, be mindful when planting. Yes. I remember those trees and Mary was giving the trees away. She's like, anybody want some adult palm trees? Here you go. <laughs> so, uh, gas stove all the way, girl, I'm telling you, I was eating well. Um, it was my birthday, so I'm like, y'all are not, listen, Grace was not going to starve me on my birthday. That was the one thing she was not going to do. Uh, where is Flo? Well, we can reach out to Flo and find out um, what's going on. I didn't realize that there were so many Flo outages, to be honest. Uh, so let me see. I thought that um, Flo was pretty much back up. So, um, yes, somebody else is saying, please send the links for the, I will. Um, oh, someone just sent me, Sandy, I have this one. It lasted nine hours and it is triple. What is that? Is that the name of the brand? And can use gas, propane, and natural gas that can be hooked to the house. Also, I did not say he did not have a backbone, just that he's different. Who Who's different? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm missing what that bit is about. The generator costs $1,300 from Price Right. Ran my whole house with AC and everything. This is a regular generator? Hmm. This looks tiny. Is that a regular generator? Okay. I wonder if, um, does cost you less still have these things, I wonder? Um... I mean, we're considering looking at a couple different options. And one option is um, 
to to start um one option is to get like the backup option that like it just kicks in automatically so we don't have to turn it on or whatever as soon as the power goes out the it knows that we're off the cuc grid and it just automatically kicks in and those units i think um test like once a week or something just to keep keep things going um oh wow Oh, wow. Somebody just sent some down power lines here. Out by Kaibo Yacht Club Condos, Block C, next to Public Beach. Uh, yes, I'll send that to um, Sasha. Um, hmm. Let me see here now. Let me just pass that message along. Um, was there last night to get to the property, and I couldn't get there. Buildings without power. Also, when our electricity came on, I heard a bang. That's normally not good. And looked outside and saw smoke coming from a pole. Awesome sparks. Call the manager. And she didn't see anything anonymous if you mention it. Okay. All right. Let me um, see if I can pass these messages along. Um, to the powers that be over at CUC. So, yes. We'll definitely. Um, yeah. I wouldn't think that. Um, the bang would be a good indication of anything safe. So we'll see. Uh, temperature in my fridge, the max prior to losing electricity, all stuff is still good. Mm, I didn't think about that, to be honest, but next time I will. So here's another comment about CUC. This person says CUC, in my opinion, is the best company on this island and they must uh, treat their employees uh, very good because contrary to popular belief, um, can't get Caymanians that you can count on. My hat's off to CUC for that because I don't think I've met any foreigners interacting with us when anything is going wrong at CUC. I think there are many companies on this island that could reach out to CUC in regards to employing and keeping uh, their people happy for the long haul. I must say um, that um, a lot of people in uh, CUC have been there for donkey years and they seem to be relatively happy. There's very few people. Now there's a few that have left um, to greener pastures, but there are very few people that leave CUC. Um, they're happy with the pay, they're happy with the working conditions and um, you know the general um, understanding is that they feel like they are treated pretty well. So um, yes, I'm gonna send you these options. Apparently. Amazon says it's on sale, $100 off. Well, not much of a savings, but it's better than nothing. Um, they've got a few videos here. From your backyard to the mountains, Jackery has your outdoor power needs covered. Oh, it has a whole Jackery thing where you can... Uh, the whole new Explore 1000, one of the most powerful and compact portable power stations on the market. Weighing only 22 pounds with an easy carry handle. Mm. Yeah, I think I might have to. Our system features three AC outlets, two USB and two USB C ports, including Quick Charge 3.0 technology to power your devices more efficiently. A smart LCD display provides accurate input, output, and battery level readings, while the side of the unit features a bright LED flashlight. Oh wow, flashlight too! Oh yeah, I'm getting me one of these. And you'll never need to worry about running out of power again. 
once the unit reaches low power, you can plug it into a wall outlet, car charger, generator, or better yet, try pairing it car with one watt solar panels to recharge on the go and completely wow. eliminate your carbon footprint. We've equipped the unit with an MPPT solar charge controller to offer up to a 20% increase in charging efficiency. Mm. Set up the ultimate campsite and power your lights, coffee machines, coolers, and Wow, check out that cooler. Good night's sleep. And when the adventure takes you to the backyard, be the life of the party, bringing you and your friends quiet, clean energy while powering multiple devices simultaneously. Electric grill, the blender, what? Projector, laptop. You can rest easy knowing that your Explorer 1000 can serve as a backup generator to keep your essential appliances up and running. Whether you're going camping, road tripping, or just need an emergency power solution, I'm in. I'm sold. All right, I'm I'm all for it, Jackery. Um, I'm gonna check it out, but I'm I'm feeling that that might be a good move. But of course, you gotta think about it, right? Do you spend? I mean, that's a thousand dollars U.S. Albeit, uh, that's kind of like a generator, but you know, probably a little bit uh, less noise, a little bit cleaner. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, I guess you could plug the fridge in. What else would be necessity? Um, probably the fridge and one or two little other things, appliance-wise. Um, I have C3 and Digicel was online all through the storm. Thanks, thanks, Miss Judy. Um, El Ray says prefer diesel. Mm. Um, so yes, I wasn't aware, like I said, that um, there was any major outages with Flow, but we'll certainly reach out to them and see um, what they're saying. All right, so um, yes, here here's the um, F-150 video. I'm gonna put it up for you guys to watch at your leisure. Uh, I do want to um, focus a little bit more actually on what Carolina had sent us about food safety because I feel like a lot of us are probably sitting here trying to decide, um, do we eat what's in the fridge or what <laughs> right now? I'm not so sure, but this is a, um, oh, this is only a four-minute video. Oh, hold on a second. Let's watch this one. There is a longer one. Um, that that I'll try to see if I can get Marlon to send me. But this is just a little, a quick snippet. Hold on. You guys are going to be blown away by this car. Like I'm telling you, if if you're not even a car or truck person, when you see this, you're just like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Um, let me see if I can pull this up here. It's an all-electric car, by the way. Check it out. It's got a targeted 775-pound feet of torque. It's targeted to go from 0 to 60 in the mid-four-second range. It's a driving experience that's pure, unfiltered exhilaration from the moment you hit the accelerator. Oh, and it's an F-150. Introducing the all-electric F-150 Lightning, the smartest, most innovative F-150 we've ever built. Iconic F-150 capability meets advanced technology, meets electrification. 
for an experience that's more connected, more dynamic, and more unexpected than ever before. It's the quickest accelerating F-150 built yet, with the most targeted torque of any F-150 ever. It's one of the most thrilling rides we've ever built, truck or otherwise. But even when it's not being driven, it's still got the ability to amaze. Starting with Ford Intelligent Backup Power, which gives you the ability to offboard up to 9.6 kilowatts of power, enough to power a home for about three days. And with the available 9.6 kilowatt pro power onboard, you get 11 plugs with enough power to keep your mobile business running. Or if you've got a table saw, a blender, a circular saw, a fan, a can opener, a kettle, a slow cooker, and a juicer that need powering, the F-150 Lightning is up to the task. Then. When the truck needs powering on the go, it's got access to the Ford Pass charging network. Easy to access, easy to customize, easy to pay for through the Ford Pass app. And at the front end of all this power, popping the hood has been completely redefined with the Mega Power Frunk a walk-in closet that you can drive with 400 liters of storage capable of hauling up to 400 pounds standard with 2.4 kilowatts of power up front with four 120 volt and two usb outlets storage that's customizable and lockable the mega power frunk is quite possibly the most useful innovation since well since the truck bed then, at the nerve center of all this capability, you get an available 15.5-inch touchscreen, which can be used to activate four different drive modes and access an impressive range of productivity-enhancing technologies, like Intelligent Range, which considers towing and payload, as well as terrain, traffic, and past driving behavior to automatically recalculate your range. It'll even program a new route if you need it. You also get an entire toolbox of available trailer tech. And most importantly, you get an F-150 Lightning with power up, over-the-air software updates. That means you get a truck that's connected to engineers at Ford. If they find a way to enhance features, quality, experiences, capability, and convenience, it's possible to receive those updates wirelessly. Now the F-150 Lightning runs nearly silently, but make no mistake, it's built for tough. Torture tested so it lives up to the F-Series standard. With the available extended range battery, Lightning has a targeted EPA estimate of 300 miles of range, targeted maximum available towing of 10,000 pounds, and targeted maximum payload of 2,000 pounds. Then, when the workday is over, 100% charging overnight. And it's designed to look like a truck because that's what it is. The next chapter of Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years running. It's not just another new EV. It's over a century of innovation and human insight manifested in a revolutionary new pickup. It's a trusted workhorse made more thrilling and useful than ever. It's the moment when Ford took electric and turned it into lightning. It's the only all-electric truck that's built for tough. It's the all-new F-150 Lightning. So honestly, I've never wanted a truck before in my life, but now I'm completely open to the idea. Louis says it was built in Kansas. I don't know where it's built, but hey, 
Anybody wants to buy one so we can take a test drive and see what it's all about? I'm up for it. Like I am legit thinking maybe trucks are not that bad. Yeah, John, is that not cool? I put another video here that is the longer um, detailed video. Please go watch it because it's just, it just blew me away. I was like, every other feature, I was like, what? Now, listen, if I had a truck like that, I don't know what they cost or anything, so I have no clue. But I would not be throwing dirt in the back of that truck. I'd be like, please, don't be messed up my truck. <laughs> yes, John, it, it's you got to check out. I just posted at 9.03. Check out that link there, folks. Um, it's pretty it's pretty awesome as trucks go. And like I said, I'm not even a truck person. Uh, Darlene says, I love trucks. Well, you're going to love, Miss Darlene. I will send you the link to that in WhatsApp. You're going to love this one. Um, uh, Louis says he'll send one down and the electric Mustang. Yeah. I mean, that truck is like, whoa, I'm in love. All right. So let's talk about food and water safety uh, during power outages and floods. Uh, Carolina Ferreira, thank you so much for this. Really appreciate this. Um, so, of course, preparation before the storm is important. Um, appliance thermometers to make sure that those in your freezer and refrigerator have been adjusted. So make sure that the temperature, the freezer temperature is at or below zero Fahrenheit and that the refrigerator is at or below 40. So I got to check these things because I don't even know what mine's at. I'm going to share this link again in case you missed it when Carolina I shared it. In case of a power outage, the appliance thermometers will indicate the temperature in the refrigerator and freezer to help you determine if the food is safe. So freezer containers of water, so sorry, freeze containers of water for ice um, to help keep food cold in the freezer. Freeze containers of water, okay. All right. Um, if your normal water supply is contaminated or unavailable, the melting ice will also supply is drinking water. That's a good point. Uh, freeze refrigerated items, freeze them. Okay, not refrigerate them. Hmm, okay. Such as leftovers, milk, and fresh meat and poultry that you may not need immediately. This helps them uh, to be kept at a safe temperature longer. Group foods together in the freezer. This will help the food stay colder. Hmm, okay. Have coolers on hand. Um, let me just pull the screen over this way. Oh, hold on one second. Uh-huh, let me just see here. So, um, my neck is kind of turning this way. He's got my neck hurting a little bit, so let me face this other monitor. Um, so, group foods together, right? Have coolers in hand to keep refrigerated food cold if the power goes out for more than four hours. Yes, yeah, so that's when you need to start to worry. Purchase or make ice cubes in advance and freeze gel packs ahead of time. Store all of these in the freezer for future use in the refrigerator and coolers. Okay. Check out local sources on where to buy dry ice and keep block ice or where block ice can be purchased in case it's needed. Well, I don't think anybody here does block ice, do they? I don't think so. Um, store food on shelves. Uh, this, will be, this will be safely out of the way of contaminated water in case of flooding. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had to think about that one for a second. Okay. 
Uh, make sure to have a supply of bottled water, which we know, stored where it will be safe as possible from flooding. If your bottled water has an odor, do not drink it or use it. Instead, dispose of it. And if applicable, call your bottled water provider to make arrangements to get replacements. That's the big bottles. Um, of course, keep it away, your beverage containers, um, away from things like gasoline. Uh, you know, dispose of those things, don't reuse them. So keep the refrigerator door closed. That's important as much as possible to maintain the cold temperature. The refrigerator will keep food cold for about four hours if it is unopened. Unopened. Y'all know we'd be going in there looking to see what to take out. A full freezer will keep the temperature for approximately 48 hours. 24 hours if it is half full. Uh, if the door remains closed. So freezer will keep temperature for about 48 hours. So if we lost power in the morning, which we did around five o'clock, and then we got it back around 11 o'clock, that's less than 24 hours. So it says a full freezer will keep the temperature. So I think the stuff in the freezer is okay. Um, did we open the freezer for anything? At one point, I think my husband did. He took out some ice cream, then put it back. I was like, why did you take out the ice cream? Um, but the ice cream still looked well frozen to me. Um, so I think we're good with the stuff in the freezer based on this recommendation. Um, buy dry or block ice to keep the refrigerator as cold as possible if the power is going to be out for a prolonged period of time. Um, if you plan to, to eat refrigerated or frozen meat, poultry, and so on, um, while they're still at safe temperature, it's important that each item is thoroughly cooked to safe minimum internal temperature, definitely. Uh, so if at any point your food was above 40 degrees Fahrenheit for two hours or more, or one hour if temperatures are above 90, discard it. So that's the rule for getting rid of food, it looks like. If at any point the food was above 40 degrees for two hours or more, or one hour, if temperatures are above 90 degrees, and we're, we're in the above 90 degrees, I think. So basically, um, that's the rule. Once power is restored... Determine the safety of your food. So check the temperature when the power comes back on. If the freezer thermometer still reads 40 degrees or below, the food is safe and may be refrozen. If a thermometer has been kept in the freezer, um, check each package of food to determine its safety. You can't rely on appearance or odor. That's an important one. If the food still contains ice crystals or is at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below, it's safe to refreeze or cook. If your power is more was out for more than four hours, refrigerated food should be safe as long as the doors, no more than four hours, my apologies. If the power was out for no more than four hours, refrigerated food should be safe as long as the doors were kept closed. When the power comes back on, check the temperature in the refrigerator. Well, we were more than four hours. Um, discard any perishable food such as meat, poultry, poultry, eggs. Hmm. Do you think the eggs are safe? If we were gone from like, that would have been six, uh, five o'clock until 11. Hmm. I don't know. Cause I didn't check the temperature afterwards. And so I'm kind of wondering, do I get rid of the eggs? Probably better to be safe than sorry. Because I already have a sensitive stomach, y'all. I can't be getting no food poisoning. Um, hmm. I don't know. 
what to do with the eggs. I'll probably just chuck them. I mean, it's only eggs, right? Come buy another pack of eggs. What do we think? Hmm. I'm trying to think what else was in there. I don't think there's much. There's like cheese and stuff like that. I think that should be okay. But the eggs, you know, eggs can be very, you got to be careful with eggs. I don't know. All right, folks. Um, maybe that's useful. Um, Alice, if we all had jobs or pay was decent, we could all afford that truck. I know, child. Trust me, that's an amazing truck. Um, Al says it's only over $40,000. I'm sure you can afford Really? That's it for that F-150? Well, we can afford anything around here with a bank loan, <laughs> more or less. Does solar panels work with the time overcast? Yes, I think you just get less from the sun, but you get some. Um, I don't know how much, but... Um, so Alice says $40,000 can take that and put my whole house in propane. Give me a job that I can afford all that and more. Um, girl, you're not going to be putting a house in propane for $40,000. I hate to tell you. You'd be surprised. You would really be surprised uh, what these things cost, Alice. It's crazy. To get just a regular propane generator installed, we priced it recently. It's a lot of money. I'm thinking for that. It almost makes sense just to get the Tesla backup. Like it's, eh, eh, it's like, hmm. Al says that he freezes everything. Leftovers always taste better, he thinks, if it's frozen. I don't feel like I have enough freezer space. This is where I do want another freezer. But then I think, do I really need? Wanting and needing something are two different things. Uh, I don't freeze a whole lot of food, to be honest, because I like to eat it within a couple days of, you know, if it's leftovers. Um, so I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Interesting. Okie dokie. Uh, Miss Darlene, the things about eggs is you'll know right away if they've gone off. I don't know, chow. I can never tell if an egg is bad. Then again, I don't think I've ever really had a bad egg. Is there something about if it floats, it's good. If it doesn't float, it's not good or something. There's a float test that I've heard of. Uh, so you see in my opinion, yep. Okay, thank you, miss. Um, I put everything in my freezer before the storm started, knowing that the electricity would be going out. Example, milk, coffee, creamer, anything that I knew could spoil quickly. So by the time our electricity came back on, the milk uh, was then defrosting. Mm. So, uh, Sandra, can you use your power to suggest to the Minister of Health that they consider providing transportation once daily for older folks that have medical appointments at the hospital? It's embarrassing to see near cripples as they pass my property trying to get to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. What a hot mess. Um, do you know that some MPs are already doing that? I'm still waiting on them to come in the show and tell us all about it. Uh... Oh, we have a link here that someone has sent about how to save toppled fruit trees. I think we need a we need to get together with like a gardening company or something to show us how to do that. Um, hmm. Okay, he's only came my one year and. Um, uh huh. 
Okay, this is a long message, but it says, good morning. I live in an apartment from 2004 until now. And the guy moved there almost this time last year and he get a car about November, October. The man parks the car in the walkway. I talked several times about it and he still does it because he claims it's his doorway. I want to walk past. Who parks on the, who parks on the walkway though? That doesn't make sense. I'm a Jamaican and I hate the mentality of my own. Tuesday, I was packing me, I was packing my car to go at a shelter after work. And uh, I had to leave all of my food inside because the, something's missing, because the man blocked the walkway, he only came out one year and some months. What a hot mess. But why does it, if he lives in an apartment complex, um, why do the, I don't know who owns the units, whatever, why do they allow it? I mean, you're just a tenant. So I think that your powers are, um, your um, powers are, are limited uh, in terms of enforcement, but certainly there should be someone there who can um, assist with that. To me, that's just crazy. Oh, all right, Alice says, um, well, Sandy, to start, rather use that money and doing that than buying a damn truck. Well, yes, it would be money well spent. But you're, but the truck is also a generator. So think about it that way. I mean, it's not just a truck. That is your generator. So it's like a dual purpose purchase. It's going to back up the whole house. I'm just saying. I don't know. Uh, Suzette is still waiting on her MP. Sabrina and her staff have been around Prospect. Proud of them. Who's your MP, Suzette? Um, so Al says, everything that makes life easier, cheaper is always expensive to get. It's only poor people having these discussions. That's capitalism for you. How ironic. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Al Ray says, fun facts about the F-150's onboard generator. I will check that out. The need for district council is urgent. There would be, um, this would be where they could put in place free transport for those elderly and disabled persons. Who's going to pay for all that though? I mean, the district council will exist, but providing things like transport and stuff, who pays for it? Somebody's got to pay for it. Where does that money come from? Mm. So I think um, Ms. Brenda is absolutely right. Um, this is an opportunity for everyone to start thinking about preparedness, like just general preparedness, hurricane preparedness for sure. And I think we all are coming out of this with, you know, lessons learned, like, hmm, that palm tree that has been growing for 20 years since almost Hurricane Ivan uh, might now be a hazard. So perhaps we, we want to look closely um, at that. Um, you know, there's a lot of considerations, I think. So big shout out to Anya and her family who were able to get their dog back safely. I was sharing this with, um, um, uh, what are their names? Um, Blake and Aaron earlier, but, uh, this is this little cutie went missing. My sweet, ums, look at him. So the daughter was very, very desperate to get storm back. Uh, storm is a full bred Shih Tzu weighs about 12 pounds, beige and tan colored. Um, has a pronounced underbite. You can see that little underbite right there. He's so cute. 
And uh, he was last seen on Tuesday around midday running from the home of um, the owner's grandfather, Mr. Eldon Rankin, on uh, in the Windsor Park area. Now, this is amazing because I think he got kind of far. I think he ended up in South Sound. So I don't know how Storm did it. But uh, little Storm is now back home. And like I said, the way that Storm got back home, I mean, he must have been a, quite an adventure. Um, but, you know, he does. he did need medication and some other notes here. But yes, uh, Storm, um, oh, he's so cute. Look at little Storm. He's so adorable. But yeah, he made it back safely after, like I mentioned, that a lady who had messaged us unrelated to Storm about the gate situation in Vela, by later on in the day, she was like, um, I have that dog. And I, I must tell you, at first when she said that, I was thinking, what dog? Like, what dog are you talking about? Because we have dogs that go missing. So I said, well, what dog? And uh, sure enough, she managed to get her hands on Storm. And she sent the geolocation. And they went and checked it out. And it was Storm. I mean, I was just so shocked. I was like, really? But, you know, I'm shocked. But then at the same time, I'm never shocked. Because I always tell pet owners, have faith uh, when your pets go missing. Because I believe that they will always, um, you know, 99% of the time, you'll be able to find them. So of course he went missing during the storm uh, or right before the storm. So there was a fear that something might've happened to him during the storm, but he was scared um, and hanging out. Um, so yeah, he was found off of, um, I think close to Moxham road. And uh, they sent a location of exactly where he was. I thought, how did storm even get there? Yeah, he was in Monkson Road. And I'm like, wow, what are the chances? But there you go. Storm is found. Um, and he's back home safe. You're welcome, Miss Brenda. It's just amazing, an amazing story. Um, thank you, Luis. It's good time to be a community that cares and works together to help each other. Putting aside self, others is something that takes training ourselves to tolerate each other. Uh, absolutely. Um, for sure. So Flashpoint says I use a combination of my generator to run my AC and solar and was able to have some level of power until I was reconnected by CUC. So listen, folks, if you are in a position right now where you're still without power, please rest assured that CUC is working overtime. They're working very, very hard to get you connected. But I think the point is maybe think about some alternative backup options just in case. Um, you know, you never know. Al makes the point is that you're going to spend over 40 grand to outfit your whole house with solar with the truck and generator you set, it seems. Yes. I mean, I was thinking about that too, because um, Al, outfitting your house for solar can be more than $40,000, depending on the house. And the thing about it, that doesn't include the battery. So if you want to have uh, power when there is no power, you'd have to spend at least another ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 on top of the solar insulation for the battery unit, like the Tesla battery that comes with that doesn't come with it, but you can get it. Um, so that's a substantial amount. So if you're looking at just, and I've obviously with the truck, you're using it as a daily vehicle as well. So on the one hand, you are getting a lot of use out of it, I suppose. Um, there's different ways to look at that, right? I don't know. I think that that truck is very, very interesting, I must say. I'm just hoping a friend of mine will get it and that I can I can go for a ride and be like, wow, 
I was actually in that vehicle. Um, so, yes, all's well that ends well. Someone is sending um, some photos of this pool they moved and cut into the insurance page. This is Brooklyn CBA. All right, uh, we will have a look at that. Um, so I've got a friend who says that she wants to go and get her COVID test, her first shot. Y'all remember there's $100,000 on the line. So here's, here's my offer. I'm going to be so generous to y'all. Listen, I've had my COVID shots. I'm eligible for the $100,000. But every single time I take in a friend, that increases my eligibility. So all y'all that are not vaccinated, I would be willing to split that $100,000 with you. Now, I don't know if it should be a 50-50 split because technically I'm already eligible because I've been vaccinated. So if I win... I have no way of knowing if my eligibility was because I was vaccinated or because I took you in. But increasing my chances helps. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fair person, right? El Ray, you feeling where I'm going with this? I'm logical. So I'm thinking a 25-75 split. So if, you, if I take you in, I get another um, opportunity to win that $100,000. I gave you 25% and I keep 75% for myself. Hmm. I've been thinking about this. Is that a is that a fair offer? Because like I said, every everyone, uh, every person you take in helps you. Al Ray seems to agree that maybe that is a fair offer. Um so yes. So I'm gonna find out about the vaccine clinic and that particular friend. I'm definitely taking her in, child. We're going to be splitting us some money. Uh, the bigger picture here, of course, folks, is that we need people vaccinated. Look at poor Jamaica. Lord have mercy. When you thought it couldn't get any worse, Jamaica is going to have seven days of a full lockdown. Wow. COVID cases continue to rise. I mean, it's just ridiculous what's happening there now. So they're going to have seven days of what he's calling no movement days. That's a nice way of saying we are going into lockdown again because we can't get a hold of this COVID situation. Jamaica's just really struggling to sort it out. Let me show you some stats from last week. This was on um, August the 16th. So I don't have, um, <laughs> yes, it's like a vaccine bounty, I agree. I don't have uh, any updates since that this date, but this is kind of what they were trending with, right? So look at this. 513 new cases in a 24-hour period of time from the 15th to the 16th. This was posted on the 16th. So these were results really from the 15th, really, I guess. 513 new cases, 11 new deaths, 42 recovered, over 92, almost 93 active cases. And I mean, they only tested... 956. So when you think about it, over half the people just about that they had tested, tested positive. My God, that's a lot, actually, when you think about it that way. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. 46.1% of the public tests that they're conducting are testing positive. They said the private rate I'm guessing most people are just not doing private testing is 3.3%. Hospitalizations, 443. 
moderately ill, 107, critically ill, 46 are critically ill. They're running out of beds. I mean, it's just a hot mess in Jamaica right now, folks. Um, I cannot believe that this just continues to ravish them and the people just are not listening. So starting from Sunday, um, they're going to start this no movement days. And um, you'll only be able to seek medical, urgent medical care. And those who have overseas travel plans can make their way to and from the airport. And some vaccination sites will also be open to allow persons with appointments to get the COVID vaccine. Wow. No funeral service will be allowed. Imagine this from August the 25th through September the 7th. No funeral service? What? So what are you going to do with all these dead people? Only 15 persons are allowed for burials. Only 30 minutes is allowed for burials, Monday to Friday, 9 to 4. Oh, you can bury them, but you can't have a funeral service. Wow. That's kind of tough. Number of people allowed to gather is 10. Uh, a work from home order is in place for the public sector. And the private sector is encouraged to follow. So civil servants, they will not be allowed to go to work. Wow. They're trying to bring the infection rate down. We'll see how it works for them. Sad. Really crazy. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Suzette says that El Ray's really got his eyes on that F-150. I'm telling you, folks, so do I. And I'm not even a truck person. So I'm still thinking, hmm, this looks interesting. Uh, so what happened if your recommendation person won the $100,000? Ooh, Al. You know, I hadn't even thought about it. Like if they win, I should be brokering a deal in the other direction as well. You're so smart, Al. I wasn't even thinking if they won, like I should get a piece of that pie too. So yeah, I think it should be the same deal, don't you think? Um, I, I need to ask beforehand. Now, should we put that in writing? <laughs> you know, you guys know I'm being funny here, right? But if you have this agreement amongst friends, it's like in the U.S., you say, oh, you know, I'm going to play the lottery with a pool. But you go buy the lottery ticket with your dollar. And then you win the mega millions. Mm, are you going to be a person of your word and split the money? You're going to be greedy. Most people have been a person of their word. But there's been those occasional times when uh, others don't want to share. And so if they don't want to share... If you don't have it in writing, folks, you probably got a problem. Um, Tamara says big parties keeping. That's the biggest one. The PM give okay to keep plus an MP had a big party in their parish. Child, they're just not going to get it until. I mean, I don't even know what else needs to happen because they've already run out of beds, out of hospital beds. I was watching a video from Jamaican News yesterday that um, a lot of the nurses are uh, doing like sickens, like they're, they're not even, they're not even coming to work. Like they don't even want to be bothered anymore. August the 4th, the Jamaican hospital there, um, the university hospital, I think this was UE ran out of beds as COVID cases surged. So it's nothing new. Um, so I don't know. President of the medical association of Jamaica told power 106 that additional bed spaces would be needed. It's crazy. 
Sonia says, if you don't obey, it is what it is. Uh, Louis says, yes, yeah, split the money. Morna says they need to listen to Mr. Andrew. Uh, their prime minister stopped the parties, et cetera. They're not listening. Sad, but one week um, should understand how this pandemic is no joke. Al is thinking a 50-50 split is more equitable. Hmm. I don't know. I'm going to think about it. We will have a gentleman's honor agreement. Uh, in other words, we won't find the necessity to put it in writing. Good folks. Um, that's all I've got for you right now. Uh, the show is over, believe it or not. Um, it is the weekend. So as usual over the weekend, you know, we implore you to, uh, to do your best to, you know, just try to stay safe. Some additional comments came in about the minister that was missing, uh, the former premier. Um, one person said, um, let me just try to find this comment. Basically that way you get for not voting in Sammy. Um, let me just see where that comment was. Yes, this person says um, they should have elected Sammy for Red Bay and Ozzy for Bodentown East. And of course, those are the two ministers that are, are missing. Someone is just asking, any idea what's happening on Whitman Seymour Road? At least six or seven police cars at the residence. Where is Whitman Seaman? That's in Georgetown, right? Oh, yeah, that's down by Wellis. Oh. Might be going on down there. Six or seven police cars. Y'all keep me updated. I'm here for it. So good job so far. The PAC government, they have a number of initiatives in place, folks. Um, they've set up, you know, Department of Environmental Health has the drop-off sites. Please check the website because we'll put all these stories up there. The East End Post Office remains closed until electricity is restored. Um, we have, let me just see here. We have some other announcements. So um, obviously there's certain locations that will have um, the drop-off site locations. I think they've already got that list up. So we'll put that up for you guys. D DH recommendations and post-hurricane food safety. So they did uh, issue this as well. So um, we'll have this up on the website here shortly. For those of you who are concerned about food safety, uh, this is important to read. So the temporary debris uh, management sites, let me just screen grab this for you in case you need to know where these are. I don't think right now they want people just showing up at the landfill which yesterday there was a long line of trucks that were there as people sought to um, just drop stuff off. So here we go, right? North side, the, the vacant lot next to Old Man Bay Dock, Baden Town, at the government emergency training site on Anton Baden Road, Prospect, the NRA stockpile at Poindexter Road, and then one in West Bay, which is a vacant crown land next to the Ed Bush Stadium. All right. So thanks, Louis, for the reminder. No drinking and driving over the weekend or ever. Uh, it's reckless and it causes people their life, quite frankly. So, um, folks, the regiment is going to be heading out this morning. Um, actually, it's been postponed. The regiment is coming at 10 a.m. 
Oh, yes. No, they're heading at 10.30 a.m. until 3 p.m. But the park, this is the Botanic Park, folks, still needs volunteers, manpower, rakes, chainsaws, asking for folks to please donate as well as contact. Uh, you can donate to the CNB account here in the name of the Queen Elizabeth II Botanic Park. Folks, the park was actually devastated. We're going to put up a story about this here shortly. Um, and we will be heading out there as well. Um, this park is, is so beautiful. I have enjoyed many uh, walkthroughs of the park over the years. I love it. My daughter loves to go and get in little, um, you know, that little cocoon looking thing that they built there out of wood. Um, but the park has sustained a lot of damage. And so they need a lot of help. Uh, trees are split. I swear, some of these look like lightning must have hit the trees the way that they're split, right? So they really need a lot of volunteers. They need your help. Um, so we're going to go out there and do a little assessment a bit later on to let you see for yourselves what it looks like. But please take my word for it. Just in the pictures that I've seen, it's not a good situation at all. So we're begging you to um, come out and assist. Uh, they still have not been able to get a full understanding of all of the damage, but they know that it's significant. Um, and you know, they have so many indigenous plants, orchids, everything at the Botanic Park that now could potentially be in danger. So folks, if you have equipment, spare time, even just be able to donate some money to get the effort going, uh, please assist. They really need the help. So um, that's where we're at, I think, with announcements. I'm just checking my email to see if anything else has come in. That is super. Um, we'll post the one from the premiere as well on our website again for people to see that. Um, post alerts from the Water Authority. So um, they've got some tips to do afterwards. So inspect your home for any damaged pipes or leaking faucets especially if you have any uprooted trees, a small leak can consume large quantities of water. Folks, this is probably a good opportunity to go and check your water meter. Um, you know, if you notice any broken or damaged water means, please report those to the Water Authority. Their emergency line is 946-4347. Avoid contact with standing water, flood water. That's going to help prevent exposure to health risks, chemical hazards, and injuries. I see people walking in knee-deep water, and that's never really a good idea. All right. So um, Works has rescheduled their job drive until next week. So we're going to post this up on the website as well. It was supposed to take place today at the Westin. And it will now be next week, the 25th, the 26th, and the 27th. So um, this is the rescheduled job drive. If you're unemployed, this is your opportunity. By the way, we posted yesterday that um, I don't know if this is a private entity that's hiring. I think it is. But they're looking for people to assist with the cleanup. And folks, they're paying $10 an hour. This ain't no minimum wage job because it's going to be quite a bit of work. So um, contact them. There's a number in the social media post. We also have um, a lot of 
license plates have been found. So check out the Windsor Park area. We posted that yesterday and some other quadrants of Georgetown. So today the um, camp wraps up for the journalism camp. So I'm going to go out there this morning and just say hi again to those guys. Obviously lots going on and uh, we're going to just check in with them. And then after that, I'm going to head out to the Botanic Park. Thank you, Paul, joining us from Bermuda. Good folks, y'all enjoy the rest of your day, please. Um, have a safe weekend. And we will certainly see you guys throughout the day as we'll be reporting on location. And then um, going into the weekend, if anything breaking happens, you'll be sure, sure to hear it here on CMR as well. Have a safe one. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.